Welcome back to the LeaderLink Podcast. This is Charles. And I'm Josh. You know, it's been a while since you've had a like a funny intro. I tried to interrupt you there, but you I think you saw my motion <laughs> towards the mic and decided to go ahead and just get it in before I could. So. It always it always catches me <laughs> off guard when you do it. Uh, I telegraphed pretty hard on that one. That's like a pretty funny yeah well i'm i'm, I'm pretty good at le- reading body language i'm not an expert but right. i'm pretty good at it so. well you missed that girl that punched you in the back of the head a few weeks ago so wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess we haven't told that story i mean i fell out of my chair <laughs> man what i wouldn't give to see that yeah for some reason i just i i, I always thought you were like a you're a police officer for like a decade. I thought you had some kind of superhuman like defensive skills and and then you get sucker punched. <laughs> well, so so she had actually been in in a fist fight with with another person at this at this place. I was I was out of town actually teaching police uh, for for the week and uh and and it was Monday afternoon. It was a week long class. Monday afternoon, and I'm I'm I was I needed food so I could start preparing for my my lesson the next day. And I went to the closest restaurant to my hotel, and uh, yeah, the, there was a girl there who just for some reason I guess her friends had abandoned her there. She was drunk. I couldn't tell that she was drunk initially. Uh, when she started talking, it was pretty obvious. Um, and 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 a guy and her kind of started a brawl. Yeah, yeah. I mean she yeah. she walked around the bar and literally started attacking this person, and the fight was on. Man, they were and and I'm sitting. She was maybe a hundred pounds, and and I'm I'm thinking, man, I'm here to teach the police. I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> I want to just stay out of this thing if I can. And so, um, I did, I stayed out of it right. and, and she, she walked out or at least I thought she did. Yeah. And the next thing I know, I'm getting a sucker punched in the back of the head. So crazy. Um, just sitting there, just sitting there yeah. minding my own business. Oh man. All oh. right. So <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a life Charles Easley lives y'all. Gosh. I wish you guys could be a part of some of the conversations that we have on a regular basis about just the wildness that is his life. But okay. So this is actually because you were up there teaching police, this is a dovetail into our conversation today. Yeah. Um, tell us about this, um, exercise that one of the other trainers does on utopia versus reality. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in the middle of learning a a three week leadership course, uh, that's put on by the Texas police chiefs association and the uh, one of the instructors does an exercise with the leaders in the room, and, and he he basically says, "Okay, here's Utopia PD, and over here is Reality PD." And I don't, I can't remember if those are the exact words, but I know Utopia is. And it's an interesting exercise, and you go through, and 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 the, the class together says, "Here's what we believe is the ideal," and then over on this side is. Well, this is actually what's happening, yeah. and it's it's a very it's a very revealing exercise. I mean, I, there's really not a lot of surprises, quite frankly. Right? Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's a uh, that's a fascinating. 
I love that conversation because I'm an idealist, mm-hmm. right? Um, well, I'm a disappointed idealist, which most people call a cynic, but I like to think of myself more positively than a cynic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think working through, like, I dream about what is the ideal, for me, it's the church, right? What does the ideal church look like? And despite the fact that I know practically that there's no silver bullet, right? There's no there's no ideal that just, it can't be because we're humans, right? We will find a way to mess it up. But <laughs> but having that dream and then going, okay, what can I do to maybe move the ball towards that dream, right? Uh, and trying to be real careful again. This is maybe more than I want than we want to talk about. But trying to be real careful about not not expecting to ever hit that ideal, mm. but always trying to move towards it. And that's that's the hard part, right? <clears throat> well, you've said so much to unpack right I there. Know. Uh, I'm so wise. <laughs> the the first the first comment I would have on that is that that nobody likes change. Sure. I mean, even the people who say they like change only like changing certain things. Yeah, right. and yeah. and I and I I struggle to believe that they are always comfortable with change. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think there are people who are learn to be more open to change, but. Um, I would, I would, I would love to have, I would, if, if anybody out there actually loves change, please let me know, uh, contact me. I would love to have a conversation about it. Right. Um, cause I, I, I want to know how you see the world. I see it very differently, but yeah. well, people um, like, like I said, they like change that they, that they personally view as yeah. positive. You can always be changing my salary as long as it's going up. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, and that, and then yes, I love change. Um, you know, I'm actually going to make a note right now because I think we need to do an episode on how to propose change to senior leadership. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, making a note, propose change to senior leadership. Um, because I, I did not do that well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I've learned a lot since, um, and learned a lot from my experiences, but I just wish that senior leaders were at least as smart as we were, because then they would listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm teasing. That's but, one of the hardest things to learn, though. Sitting in a second chair, whether you're eight chairs down or not, if you're not in the lead, lead position, wearing the hat, that is one of the most difficult things to embrace. Is My idea is solid. My idea is yeah. good. It's... You can prove it. You can you can you can document it. You can get the research. You can back it. You can present it. But ultimately, again, right, wrong, or indifferent, you it's the it, they can say no, right? Yeah. And that's like, why do you you assume they're stupid when they do that, right? Um, and it, I don't think that's true all the time. Not with every. Some some leaders really are. They're just they're just pig headed, or they're not pig headed. That's not. Uh, they're stiff necked. They're they're stubborn. They're they're unwilling to do the hard work. But well, man, that's a difficult thing to embrace as a second chair leader. But I mean, but what you said though, the 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 leader may not be willing to embrace that hard work. I'll give you an example. As a sergeant, I I was and especially tasked with building a new unit that had never existed before 
um, me being the quote unquote subject matter expert for this uh, area. Um, and, and I tried to take a change to my lieutenant and I, I did not know how to approach it. Uh, I've, I've since learned some lessons about it, but he, he said something to me that I'll never forget. He, he said basically that Charles, it seems like you think we're stupid if we don't listen to you. And I'm in my mind, I'm thinking exactly. Yes. <laughs> like I, I've done the research. Right. I know these are best practices, right. but it was my fault. And, and I, I take ownership of it now sure. that it was my fault that I didn't communicate it properly. Right. Yeah. Um, and but, it, and it's not, it's not fair to think that because our ideas are not accepted or accepted in our exact way that, that the leadership is therefore stupid, right? It's not fair um, necessarily. It could be the case, but most of the time I don't think it is. But in this case, if he were to have listened to me and, and tried to get whatever I was trying to do implemented, it would have been a lot of work for him. Sure. Because above my level and above his level, there were other levels right? Uh, that needed to be uh I guess, for lack of a better word, convinced. Yeah, because he'd have to do that same thing to the, the, the yes. deputy chief or whatever. Right yeah. Now. yeah, no, that's that's right. So, so <laughs> it, it would have been a lot of work for for that for that lieutenant, right? Um, and I want to go back to the the thing you talked about the the disappointed idealist or or the cynic. <laughs> this this reminds me of our episode on uh, Kelly's followership theory. Okay, you know the idealist. Um, the disappointed idealist or the cynic really falling in that alienated or pragmatist category. Um, and this goes back to my, my, my question on do leaders actually want exemplary followers or do they want conformists? Mm, right. Yeah. I it, mean, that's a, it's a, that's an interesting question. Yeah. And I, I honestly think it's situational, right? That's okay. There, there are some times that you have something that you want marching. You want, you want people to just do it, right? I don't need innovation. I don't need anything. I just, I need you to march this direction and and occupy this thing. Um, and in that case, you don't need, you don't need empowered followers. You need conformity. Just do what I tell you to do, and this will work out. But then there are, I think, in most things, especially as you scale and get bigger and bigger, right? Uh, in our two-person company, you just tell me to do something and I, I'll, I do it, right? But but as we move into a bigger organization, you need a little bit more decentralized leadership. And the exemplary, exemplary follower, as we talked about in that episode, is really a leader who's comfortable being in that second chair or third or fourth, right? Um, they're, they're independent, they're problem solvers, they're thinkers. So that's what I'm in certain cases I have an issue to solve and that's what I I need people to do that for me. I need people to be able to creatively implement solutions given their context and circumstance. I think nobody that, could see me do the weird thing right there. It's not a video podcast yet. He was he was moving his hands <laughs> in a weird flailing motion. <laughs> it was kind of uncomfortable there for a second. <laughs> yeah. So you know the 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 situational thing is interesting. And the reason I say that is because I think in the hiring process is where people get this wrong. Okay. If if you know that you're hiring for a certain skill where you don't want any innovation, you don't want any 
ideas brought to you. Don't hire the person who wants to innovate and bring ideas. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think I think that's a hiring a hiring issue because I think most organizations, at least on paper, when when they make hiring or promotion decisions, that on paper it's uh, I want somebody who's going to uh, bring good ideas to the table. I want somebody who is going to be constantly improving. I want somebody who can make decisions. Uh, to a certain extent, autonomously, right. um, I want to have somebody I can trust to uh, challenge me if I'm going the off. Right you know, right. on paper, that's what a lot of people sure. say because it looks pretty. Yeah, yeah. In reality, those kinds of followers are very uh, difficult to lead for yeah. some for some leaders because they're leaders. Yeah. Whether you want to call them a follower or not, they've right? Got that, yeah. Right, and you know we yeah. we. We've talked about this before. Everyone in in even everyone is a follower, no matter right. no matter where you are in right. the organization. Yeah. So, um, yeah. The question is: Are you going to be an exemplary follower or not? Right. Yeah. So so, so in, in looking at this idea of utopia, from what share are we looking at it? Yeah. You know, because if I'm if I'm the senior leader, I don't necessarily want to hear what all my Employees have to say about what they think is right because it's going to give me more work, right? <laughs> or just cause more stress. Yeah, when I mean, you're dealing with a hundred opinions instead of a handful. Yeah, because yeah. everybody, everybody has an opinion, <laughs> and everybody's opinion is nuanced based on their circumstances, their situation, their background, their experience. Yeah, it's just a given, right? No, but nobody is uniform in in thinking. That's that's and that's one of the difficulties of being a leader. Searching for a you know an ideal is it's my ideal, it's what I vision, but is it the ideal for everybody, right? Um, and I think that's part of the burden of leadership is going. This is the vision that I possess for the ideal for the utopia. Therefore, this is the direction that we're going to move. And then I think the 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 burden or the challenge of leadership is convincing people that they should adopt your utopian vision, right? Uh, or at least, hey, this is the situation, and there's not much I can do to change it. Yeah, I mean, but but if you think back about like the great orators of history, the great people with great visions, I think that's what they succeed in doing is they have a picture of a preferred picture of the future, and they have a clear picture. It may be a broad brushstroke, but it's clear. And they're able to communicate it. They're able to influence people at every level of organization, society, to jump on board. And that's when you see, you know, it's the great man theory in leadership, right? Yeah, you're talking about somebody with charisma, charismatic leader, or, sure. or somebody yeah. really that, that kind of falls into a, the, the transformational leadership theory. Um. And oftentimes those leaders are necessary and successful during times of instability, yeah. change, uncertainty. Right. Um, Which when, when are those times not? <laughs> well, but, but all too often, I think when times become more stable, yeah. right. those, those ideals, the, the, the change that's being driven becomes institutionalized. I actually, right. I actually 100% agree with that. And I think yeah. a great example of that I've been talking about Churchill a lot is because I'm deep into a three volume biography of him. 
But that was him during his wilderness years of like 1931 through the beginning of World War II. He was one of the lone voices going, hey, this guy Hitler in Germany, he's this is going to be bad if we don't stand up to him. Yeah. Um, but England was still reeling emotionally from World War One and the loss of a million of their young men. Um, the economy was on... Uh, it was on an upswing, but it was just recovering from the Depression, you know, and then a recession. So he was speaking these things of this future is unstable, but the people didn't realize that uh, because they were they were kind of insulated. And so all the and again, who I don't think anyone in, in English speaking history has the oratory capabilities that Churchill has. I think that's a like I think that's a pretty unanimous uh assertion but even he was unable to convince the the british people right until what he prophesied happened yeah. so it's just it, it's interesting to think about the sometimes we and that's the other thing you know you, talking about a utopia versus a, a reality is sometimes <clears throat> we as people just block out I think the draw, the the desire to move towards utopia, going. Well, well, I'm just gonna. What I have is okay. Let's not let's not shake the boat, right? Um, because, like you said, nobody likes change. What I've got is good enough. And if 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 we try to go any further, if we try to pursue this ideal future, it could wreck what we currently have. You know, I, I've actually been accused of being somebody who wants to change for change's sake, which I thought was funny because. I, I don't like change, right. uh, you know, and, and I, I, that was not my intent at all. I'm like, no, no, uh, we have an opportunity here. Um, but yeah, a lot of people, unfortunately, I think are in a position where it's, uh, either they've given up and said, well, this is just the way our organization does things. Um, maybe they've tried to advocate for change and, and we're beat down or, um, you know, Maybe they just they just don't want to rock the boat, yeah. like you said, because yeah. it's, you know, Josh, it's a lot easier to not rock that boat. Yeah, you know, if if you don't rock the boat, um, you're you're not going to be you're less likely to be put on somebody's radar. That's right. Um. So so and, then, where do you go from there? Yeah, and I think that's you know maybe, I think there's a lot to the reality that we intrinsically desire security and comfort. Yeah, and. It's sometimes hard to go, okay, security and comfort, I feel a measure of it. I could feel more if I was to pursue this line of action, but right now I feel like I have enough that it's not worth doing that. And so you just, like you said, we don't want to rock the boat. You're just, that opportunity might be for more security and comfort. And you're like, uh, I don't think I want to, because what if I lose... What, what if it doesn't pan out and I lose that security and comfort, right? So I think there's just a, you know, this is change management and it's, it's like kind of kind of core, but. Um, yeah, we're, we're skimming a lot of topics. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. Um, but how, you know, that's, that's, that's a fascinating topic. And I think, I think it's a fascinating just conversation for leaders because I think all of us have that. You can't move into a leadership position and not have some sort of dream of this thing that I'm doing, working, just, you know, humming along like it's supposed to. Um, yeah. I mean, 
You might be in a leadership position, yeah. but you're not a leader, right? Okay. And not I'll, thinking this I'll, way. I'll, I'll bite on that. Um, yeah. Okay. Because I think that's just a that that, is, that in my opinion, from a, you know, it's not a scientific de- definition, but a, a leader is somebody who sees a preferred vision in the future and tries to move people towards it, right? Yeah, I mean, um, one of the widely ex, uh, accepted definitions of leadership is um, influence, yeah. right? So, right. so that that's exactly what you're talking about. I'm, yeah. I, I have a vision. I'm influencing right. others to yeah. to work towards that vision. You know, because there's the, a lot. The other side of that is the manager, right? Yeah, it, who's who's just status quo. And again, not that that's a bad thing. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not mitigating that because we need those people who who make what is happening efficient but what if we could take it to the next level right? yeah managers don't typically think that way no and, and that but that's kind of goes back to what i was talking about is when, when you're looking at hiring and promotional decisions and, and this, in this case a promotional decision do i want the person who's going to have the vision right. and and be willing to bring ideas and challenges to the table or do i want the person who's just going to say Yes, sir. Right. Yeah. I mean, really, and I'm not. I'm not trying to pass judgment on one or the no. other. I'm just saying that yeah. if you are going to make a promotional decision, I think you need to yeah. be pretty clear on what you're expecting. Right. So. Good stuff. Lots to unpack there. Good. Good episode. Yes. All right. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Leader Link Podcast. If you like what you heard, leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we want to know what you want to hear about when it comes to leadership. You can leave us a comment or send an email to info at jcleadershipconsulting.com. And we'll see you next time.